Hello, you're watching the Light Novel Street video series on the theology of the body. This video is dedicated to audience 31. We are your hosts. I am Jeremy Hossotter. And I'm Guillermo Moreno. So we're going to begin by talking about, or I guess I should say continuing our previous audience. So we introduced the concepts of the insatiability of the conjugal union and the we have the Genesis chapter 3 verse 16 talking about how women will desire her husband but the husband will dominate over the woman and so we are continuing where we left off from there so this language of dominate shows that there is a deeper dimension to shame shame cannot be explained in terms of the body alone but it has its explanation in the transformation of the human spirit the human spirit is now aware that domination indicates an insatiability of the conjugal union and this insatiability takes away from the body its simplicity and purity of meaning that was found in the state of original innocence so this domination is a fruit of insatiability and both of these are they take away from the body its original meaning that's found in the first experiences of the first man and first woman before original sin in that state of original innocence so this means then that shame is a secondary experience shame reveals concupiscence and it, it shame is likewise a weapon against concupiscence for shame allows a, the man and woman to almost remain in original innocence since shame brings about this consciousness of the spousal meaning of the body and the intention to protect that meaning from concupiscence so we've been talking about shame for a long time and now we have a direct um positive aspect to it that now it is a not only it's not only a revelation of concupiscence but also a defense against concupiscence so shame has a twofold function here now we're going to focus on the man and this meaning of dominate in Genesis chapter 3 verse 16 so this verse indicates two things first the body does not cease to arouse desire for personal union after or in this state of original sin and second concupiscence directs these desires in its own way so the concupiscence of the flesh directs these desires towards the appeasement of the body at the cost of the communion of persons that is established through the disinterested gift of self. 
the so when we think about I get looking back on Genesis chapter three verse ten, we have Adam, the first man, saying, quote, I was afraid because I am naked and I hid myself, end quote. And here we can see that the man feels his nakedness with a particular intensity. And just to reemphasize a point we have been making already, shame united with concupiscence leads to the impulse of man to dominate woman. So this domination of man over woman in Genesis 3.16 is a terrible thing because it is a it is domination through concupiscence it is a transforming of the woman into an object of sexual gratification for the man and that is a despicable way of living now on the woman's side this experience of being dominated leads to a insatiable desire for a union that is different from the personal communion of persons. It is one based around this being dominated and concupiscence. And so the woman in her own way through being dominated experiences this insatiability and desires it. She too can become insatiable or feel this insatiability. Um, Guillermo, do you have anything you would like to add? I do not. Okay. You've just been quiet over there, so I'm going to yeah, check no, up yeah. on you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, domination in the communion of persons. So, this domination replaces the communion of persons with the relationship of possession that defines the other person as an object for one's desire. This is an objectification of the man and the woman at the cost of eliminating their personhood. And so this concupiscent desire that objectifies the man and woman is the same kind of desire of the heart that Jesus Christ in Matthew 5 identified as the adultery in the heart. The adultery of the heart is this concupiscent desire that transforms man and woman into objects for sexual gratification. And when once you transform such an individual, you into a once you transform such an individual into an object for gratification you are effectively ignoring and trying to remove their personhood from them. What you're interested in is not the person, but what they can do for you. And that is providing sexual pleasure. And that is the attitude that Jesus is condemning in Matthew 5. That is the attitude we need to fight within ourselves. In a previous audience, JB2 brought to our attention that the man has a particular role as being a guardian 
for the communion of persons. And so when man fails to be a guardian, that is when he no longer treats the woman as a person, but now as an object. So the failure to be a guardian of the gift of the woman and her femininity leads to his domination, his attempt to dominate her through objectifying her. You know, I do want to point out that this should be very eye-opening in the sense of we all know what it means to use someone. We just inherently know what it what it is and um, that it's not a good thing. And here in the theology of the body, yeah, Pope John Paul II, he's just really breaking it down. Uh, what it means to use. And look, it's been our problem since, I guess, technically after the beginning, but right after. Boom. This, this is what humanity has struggled with because of our doubt of um, God. And just we got, obviously, salvation history. And just one other source that I want to mention that really breaks down the concept of using is also just love and responsibility also by JP2. That's something I want to mention while we're deciphering the yeah, meaning no, of using. That is a great text to keep in mind yes. is with um, JP2's love and responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, with that um just for the audience it is a more of a philosophical text this book whereas the theology of the body is more of a theological and so you get slight differences in what they're trying to accomplish now there are two translations to love and responsibility one is published through ignatius press and the other is the Paul, was it the Pauline? Yeah, Pauline books and media. Um, I recommend to the uh, to the listener to get the Pauline edition because it is the it's a more recent edition and it is a more accurate translation. And in fact, the translator of that edition of Love and Responsibility is one of the translators for the Catholic University America's um, collection of translating the complete works of JP2 into English. So he is a very good translator. And so if you are looking for a translation, the Pauline books one is the one to look at. Um, Excellent. Okay. Did you have anything else, Guillermo? Nope. Okay. In that case, well, see here. We talked about this slide. We'll move on to the next one. So, this domination leads to a deformation of the spousal meaning of the body. The threefold concupiscence is a limitation on the spousal meaning of the body. This threefold concupiscence, again, is from 1 John chapter 2, and it is the pride of life, the 
or yeah, the pride of life, the concupiscence of the flesh, and the concupiscence of the eyes. So, just a quick recap: the meaning of the body entails the following. First, the full consciousness of the human being of every effective experience of the body as masculine and feminine. And two, it's not something conceptual alone because three, it is a way of living the body and it is a measurement of, the, of man's heart. And so when we talk about the deformation of the spousal meaning of the body, this is a deformation of the experience of the body through shame and concupiscence. And this deformation through shame and concupiscence implies then the deform that we have a deformation in our experiencing of the spousal meaning of the body. And so one of our goals in analyzing the future audiences of JP2 is reconstructing this deformation in order to understand the concupiscence of the flesh. Did you have anything else, Guillermo? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. With that, then, we're going to say thank you for watching our video. If you have been enjoying our content, please subscribe to our social media, like, share, and comment. And if you, if you have been enjoying our content, please consider making a financial donation through either PayPal or Patreon. Your financial support goes towards our website maintenance and the purchase of resources so that we can continue our research. Um, if you have been liking our content, we do have a lot more on our website, laynovelsgreat.com. We have many articles there and a podcast. Um, Guillermo, you have more details about our podcast? Yes. We, in our other podcast series, we talk about a variety of topics, nothing specifically, but um, say we talk about things like trends and culture and politics, always from a Catholic personalist perspective. Now, we upload our episodes onto buzzsprout.com, and you can find our page to our uh, podcast on the Lenovo Esprit website, it'll direct you to buzzsprout.com. You can, you can listen to us directly there, or you can use Buzzsprout to locate us in other popular podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. All right. Thank you, Guillermo. Mm -hmm. um, if you're wondering just where is an easy place to find all of our social media? You can go to lesprit.com slash subscribe. That is where we have links to all of our social media, where you can find our podcast information, what websites it is on, and many more things. Um, do you have anything else, Guillermo? I would just like to ask our viewers and listeners to keep us and our mission in your prayers. Yes, please keep us in your prayers. And with that, I'm going to say goodbye. Bye, everyone. God bless.